Welcome to Hot Flashes and Cool Topics Podcast, the voice for women in midlife and beyond. At Hot Flashes and Cool Topics, we talk about anything and everything to do with midlife. My name is Colleen. My name is Bridget. And today we are talking travel. And who doesn't love in the summer months or really any time of year to talk about travel? And we're going to the experts. We have on Carolyn Ray, who is the CEO of Journey Woman. And Journey Woman is the world's original solo travel publication for women. And it's the largest publication for women over 50 for travel in the world. And when I say it is a comprehensive website, Journey Woman. It includes safety tips. It includes where to go. It includes off-season, places that just you wouldn't even think of and you would. It's just so incredibly comprehensive. And when I was doing some research, I found an interesting statistic that 70% of women over 50 don't feel seen or understood by the travel industry. Do you agree with that, Bridget? I do. Oh, my goodness. Yes, yes. You know, and this was so incredible, the studies that were done that Journey Woman does and what they have found about women travelers. I was so amazed with that. That was, that was, you know, actually it shouldn't be surprising. And I think you say that in the interview that I'm surprised, but I shouldn't be given everything else that women in our age seem like are in our demographic that we are not catered to whatsoever. But when you find out how much money women our age spent, especially on travel, it was three to 5,000 a week on travel. And we travel more than once a year. Missed opportunity, another missed opportunity. Right. So we're telling you got people. Well, you guys, if you're listening to this, are probably midlife women and you know it and you agree. (laughs) But if you're of another demographic, if you're not a midlife woman and you can get it out there too, to let travel agencies, let advertisement or people know that you're missing out a really on a really large demographic and you're missing out on a lot of money too. On a Exactly. Like yeah. I didn't even know there was an annual women's travel fest. We talk about that. And this year they debuted Solo Women Over 50 Travel and it was sponsored by Trafalgar, which is a well-known touring company and, and has several tours for women over 50. Mm-hmm. In fact... This conversation was so great. Bridget and I were so energized that we may have something special coming down the pike, which will be announced when it's confirmed, but we'll be talking about it on our event October 8th in Nashville, Conversations with Prime Women. We might just have a little travel adventure for our Prime Women, and we're excited, but we can't share too many details until it's confirmed. But check out our website, www.conversationswithprimewomen.com. All the information will be there. And as soon as we have confirmation, that will be up on our Instagram, our website, all the fun things. If you'd like to join us on October 8th in Nashville at the super adorable Graduate Hotel, you can go to eventbrite.com for tickets. Right now, there is an early bird, so it's their tickets are less expensive than they'll be later on in the year. But all the information is there. You can always email us at hotflasheskooltopics at gmail.com with any questions. Let's get talking about travel. Welcome back to Hot Flashes and Cold Topics, everybody. We are thrilled today to have Carolyn Ray on. And Carolyn Ray heads up Journey Woman. And you guys really need to know about Journey Woman, especially for our demographic. They have all kinds of things to do with travel, especially for women 
our age that either want to travel solo or maybe they want to travel with their couples or with couples and they really aren't looking for the kid-friendly spots anymore. So there is very extensive research done on Journey Woman. So thank you for coming, Carolyn Ray. It's my pleasure to be here. Thank you. First of all, could you just share a little bit um, about what Journey Woman is and what it does? Sure, sure. I'd love to. Um, So Journey Woman was established in 1994. So we're actually celebrating our 30th anniversary next year as the world's first resource for women uh, who want to travel solo. And it was started by a woman here in Toronto named Evelyn Hannon. And she had just gone through a divorce and, and, you know, wanted to travel and couldn't find any resources at all that were geared towards women or women traveling on their own. So uh, she went off and she, you know, in, in her own words, she was lonely and she cried and she went to Europe and, and then she came back from that and she thought she'd start writing about it. So here we are. Um, 30 years later, we we went online in 1997. And so it was pretty much the first, you know, one of the first travel websites in the world, and for sure, the first one for women for solo women. And, um, and Evelyn, uh, sadly passed away about four years ago. Uh, she and her family asked me to take over Journey Woman and keep it going, which was an honor and a privilege. And so I took over just before the pandemic. Oh my. And here we are. <laughs> yes. Oh my. <laughs> so a statistic that I saw that I was pretty pretty surprised about was that 70% of women over 50 don't feel seen or heard by the travel industry. You know, I shouldn't be surprised by those stats anymore because we consistently hear from our demographics saying, I feel invisible. Why do you think Mm -hmm. the travel industry has not caught up with this incredible opportunity that women in our demographic want to travel but need resources? Yeah, well, that's a study that we did last fall. Uh, called the the affluence and influence of women over 50 in travel. And, you know, I wanted to do that study to put some data behind what I saw was happening in travel. And I'm pretty new to travel. I mean, I've only been uh, doing this for for four years, really. Um, you know, prior to that, I was in a completely different life and a different job. And uh, and I came into this because I love travel and I'm passionate about travel. I'm turning 55 in a few weeks and happy birthday. Um, and I joined uh, the club. You. We're 55. <laughs> yes. yes. And, you know, I just saw when I, when I, be, uh, when I got to know the women, um, and, and I'll call them a community because it's both. I mean, we're a publication, but it's also a community. When I got to know them, I, I was just so amazed by their wisdom and their energy and their knowledge and their generosity. And, and, um, and so this survey evolved out of discussions with them where they felt, uh, you know, there's so much attention being paid to, and it's not to say it's wrong or right or judge it, but to younger people. And it's just this feeling of, you know, feeling invisible, as you said, and, which is something that we all feel as we get older. And, uh, and I think in travel, there is, uh, you know, what we found in that study is, if if you um you know one of the ways it was most obvious to me is if i'm searching for photography of older women on their own traveling 
it's incredibly difficult to find. So it's a woman, uh, an active adventurous woman, I should say, right? Which is what I believe most of these women are. Uh, it's a woman sitting on a beach or looking sad or, uh, you know, like has always with a man or like there's all this, you know, not diverse, not showing women with mobility uh, issues or in wheelchairs. Like that whole thing just isn't happening. And so we wanted to use this data to kind of quantify that a little bit and get the travel industry to pay attention to it. And and I think uh, they are. I, th I think we're seeing a lot of changes. Uh, we work with hundreds of companies in our women's travel directory, which is another part of Journey Woman to help women find safe tours. And uh, and I think they're really paying attention to it. And, and, you know, last year they told us that almost 80% of the women going on group tours were over 50. So it is an enormous market. It's an affluent market. Um, you know, you, you all probably have friends who are, uh, you know, retiring or widowed or uh, inheriting money or just choosing to live differently and not spend all their money on, you know, houses and things and instead re redirect that money to travel. So there's a lot of interesting shifts that are happening right now in the world. I really, you know, I'm impressed with the study and how deep the study went and reading your statistics. And one of them, and I think, would should really resonate with people and getting the word out is the, the amount of money women are willing to spend. It was three to $5,000 per week, and they travel several, like more than once a year. This isn't even just once a year. Have, right. have you seen any results from your study? Uh, yeah. Well, we actually just did a second one looking more at that. And uh, the study that we just did a few weeks ago uh, said that 73% of women over 50 are going to travel internationally in 2023. And, and the real trend that we're seeing among older women is to travel in the off season. And I think older women are leading this trend as well. It's certainly the way I travel. So I always think about, okay, where is the place that I'm going? Is it high season? Uh, you know, do I want to add to the burden that these cities and communities feel by going now? Or can I go at another time of the year when it's almost a more authentic experience anyways to travel kind of in the, in the lower seasons when the whole world, like right now in Europe, for example, uh, I think Europe is is going bonkers because they've never seen tourism this summer like they're seeing right now. And so that's not a place that I would I would go right now because I'd rather go when I can actually walk the streets and, you know, sit at a restaurant and not have to get reservations and just live on, you know, a regular life. So so what we see is that women over 50 are thinking about longer stays. So staying in a place for a longer period of time could be two to three to four weeks or more and uh, spending more money in those places. So as you said, between, you know, somewhere between three and five thousand dollars a week. Now that that depends a little bit whether you're going on a group tour or, you know, airfare or accommodations and that kind of thing. But but that's a substantial amount of money and that's more than. A Gen uh, Y, for example, a younger person might spend. And and also as older women, if you are going on a group tour or you're going on a river cruise or something like that, there's this crazy thing called the single supplement, which is a, uh, a supplemental fee that you pay to have a room to yourself, which 
which is another reason that uh, solo travelers pay more to travel on their own. You know, in looking at your website, it is so comprehensive. And so many of the questions I would ask if I were a single woman traveling are answered in your blogs, in articles, and things like cyber tra- cybersecurity travel tips for women. What are some of the top yeah. concerns women have for traveling when they're traveling alone? So, uh, so we've been talking about women's safety for 30 years. Obviously, physical safety is a real consideration. Recently, I was uh, when I was living in Spain uh, last year, I. Uh, I had the experience of getting my email hacked. And so uh, fortunately, I was able to take steps to protect things, but it made me realize how vulnerable we are when we travel. So uh, so we just did two webinars on cybersecurity and, um, you know, the planning that you need to do before you you travel to make sure that your data and your information is protected. And, you know, there's everything from having proper passwords. I mean, I forget the number, but I saw a study that said something like, I'll make up the number, it's not right, but like 60% of people use their children's names or their birthdays or something as their passwords, right? That makes it really easy for people to get into your email. And once they're into your email, they're into your fight. You like could be into all kinds. In my case, I had a bank statement in my email. So they were able to um, contacted my bank, asked for a wire transfer, like the oh whole thing, gosh. right? So... Um, even called to say it was me. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so the the hackers are getting pretty aggressive, and it's important to that we have to think about our online safety. And we're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment, and we're back. Even something like uh, we recommended on that webinar: don't post on social media when you're traveling. Wait until you get home. Um, you know, it's always our, we want to tell people where we are in the moment, but it's actually not great for safety. And also photographs can be geotagged so people can see exactly where you are, which could, you know, uh, contribute to your immediate safety as well. So safety is a really big issue and, um, and we're going to keep talking about it in all kinds of different ways, not just physical safety, but also things like human trafficking, which, uh, which I think women need to be aware of uh, when they're traveling, you know, not necessarily, you know, uh, stopping it, but certainly knowing the signs of it as as people who travel a lot, what are the signs that somebody might be trafficked and what can we do to to help that person? Yeah, and, and just general things, you know, I, I've traveled, Colleen travels to Europe and, you know, you always hear about just things like pickpockets and how to how to safely, you know, take your money with you. And I know people that have been pickpocketed, passport stolen, had to go yeah. to the consulate. So what are, you know, I'm sure you cover measures like that as well. We do, we do. And and I, you know, we there are um really nice body I usually wear a body bag across and I keep my passport and my wallet and everything right in there. I never actually take it off except when I'm sleeping because and it's become a habit now I, I don't sit down at a restaurant and put my bag on the chair I don't do that anymore you know I think you've got to keep your things uh, your things close to you but I think the number one thing we tell women when they're traveling is just trust your intuition you know if you start to feel those little hairs on the back of your neck uh, start to you know not, you're walking in an area that makes you feel uncomfortable or you think someone's potentially following you or you're on a dark street like there are all kinds of things you can do to just think ahead and prevent that from happening and 
Um, and we also did self-defense training last year, uh, teaching women how to scream, you know, like when's the last time you screamed your head off? I mean, that's an important, um, that's important for women to, to know that their voice can help save their lives. Driving. That's the last time I screamed. out. <laughs> you also have a comprehensive travel directory and you have featured destinations. Are there certain locations that would be featured for 2023 that are single travelers or perhaps couple travelers I want to look into? We have guides to different countries, which, you know, to be honest, we're, we're updating all of them. A lot of the content we had before the pandemic is outdated. So we've got to get out there and, and, um, and I have writers in various countries around the world that are helping us do that. And of course the journey woman readers help too, because when they travel, they send in their tips and they let us know, um, what's open, what's not, what they're doing, that kind of thing. In terms of destinations, um, the survey that we just did, um, we asked women where they were traveling um, this year. And I think there's an awful lot of travel happening in Europe, as I mentioned earlier, and the UK and Ireland. Um, we're also seeing Australia come up as one of the um, one of the places women are looking at. Mexico, which I've spent quite a bit of time in uh, myself and absolutely love and find it safe. Uh, you know, there's a lot of places that have a reputation and I think it all depends where you go and when you go. And then the other country that's come up is Japan. So, uh, so we're, so, which is great because we're starting to see a lot of, you know, interest again in Asia, which, which I think is wonderful. I'm hoping to get over to Japan myself, uh, at some point in the next few months. You know, another thing I notice is that you seek out women owned businesses, um, can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, thank you for asking. About a year and a half ago, I had a, a woman approach me from New Zealand who had started a website that had tours on it for women. And um, and we know that, you know, even though Journey Woman is really a solo travel website at its core, solo travel isn't just about traveling on your own all the time. It can be a mindset, you know, you're still planning your, you're planning your travel, you're researching it, you're thinking about where you're going. And so, um, so this woman, Rosemary Neve asked me if I would be interested in her website, which she had created with all these women friendly tours on it into journey woman. And I took a look at it and just thought it was amazing to have, um, right now, uh, hundreds of tours actually for women that we have reviewed and uh, some are verified. A verified is a slightly higher status, but these are all small businesses operated by women, uh, targeting women as clients who understand women's needs and interests, and um, and they do tours all over the world. So this is uh, this is a way for us to help small businesses recover and also connect them with our audience of of women travelers who are looking for. Uh, places to go. And I hope, um, you know, women supporting women is important to me. And, and so I'm trying to encourage women when they, um, when they spend their money on travel, that they think about supporting a women owned business, whether it's a tour company, a hotel, a guide, uh, you know, a restaurant, you know, just find out is, am I helping a woman in this community 
And because we all know that women, uh, you know, raise others up with them and that in many places around the world, the woman is the breadwinner and she is the one who is bringing in the money for her family. So so that's what we're trying to do with our women's travel directory is is really support these amazing uh, small businesses. I was surprised because I didn't know that there's a women's travel fest event. Like I saw that there's... (laughs) A women's travel event 2023 where they debuted solo women over 50 travel. So now we're having like solo women over 50 travel kind of groups in conferences. How did that go? And what kind of response was there? Well, that, uh, so Women's Travel Fest just had its 10th year this year, and the founder, Kelly Lewis, and I um, met a few years ago. I was actually on a panel. Um, she invited me to be on a panel last year, and it was it was a panel called Travel at Any Age. And so there were three of us over the age of 50 talking about what it was like to travel as older women. And we were literally the oldest women at the whole conference. <laughs> and, um, so after that, I said, I said, you know, Kelly, uh, you know, women over 50 is a really important um, audience. And, and Women's Travel Fest is the largest solo travel uh, event in the world for, for women. And um, so after we did the study, I spoke to her and, and proposed that we do this panel. So we had on it um, one of my writers, Diana, who's 82, was was on the panel. And I was just telling this story uh, to someone else a few minutes ago. But so there was Diana and Dawn, who is who is also one of my writers, and then Melissa De Silva, who's the president of Trafalgar Tours. And um, so we're talking about how, you know, how uh, how's travel changed from when we were younger. And so Diana at age 82, uh, I hope it's okay to say that. Oh, it's the first thing she said, oh yeah. The first thing she said is, well, I don't have as many orgasms as I used to. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, oh, wow, this is going to be quite the panel. So yeah, we try to talk about everything. And so, yeah, we're, you know, we're just talking about the wisdom of women and, and I find women, you know, older women, listen, the, the women in their eighties are just so kick-ass and, mm-hmm. We have so much to learn uh, from each other. So I love any opportunity to highlight them and bring them forward and share their wisdom. And uh, we're actually going to be doing a book uh, next year on uh, on older women and, and looking at their perspective on life and travel. So, um, so have uh, I to think come they back. deserve. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I'd love to. You know, I think there's, there's, two things to think about with travel is yes, you want to, you want to fulfill your dreams and your bucket list and travel should be about self-discovery and courage and independence and all of those things. But I also think as women, we also have to think about our impact on, um, on the world and what we can do as women to make really good decisions when we decide to travel and, uh, decide how we travel, you know, uh, Planes versus trains is a perfect example of, you know, um, that the four months I was in Europe, I did not, I only took one flight and I took the train everywhere. It's a better way to travel. It's, I think, a a less stressful way to travel. You don't have to worry about security and checking bags and fluids and all this other ridiculous, you know, bag charges and delays. um, Yeah. And it's very pleasant to travel by train. So, even in the U.S. and Canada, I'm trying to travel by train and use public transit and think about, you know, how to just simplify that, right? And and take 
take stress off ourselves because the stress of going to an airport now, I mean, it's just so much more complicated uh, than before, right? I used to just go to the airport and basically walk onto the plane. And now I just, you know, you've got to get there so much earlier. You never, like, it's just the whole scenario has changed and, and never mind the cost astronomical to travel this summer it is it is yeah it is it's almost offensive uh, frankly yeah um but but you know it does remind us that it is a privilege to travel and so we are lucky to be able to travel at all but i think with that comes a responsibility to think about how we travel and and what we do and you know um uh everything from you know wildlife to uh, so, as I said earlier, supporting small businesses and thinking about how we can do that when we're on the ground somewhere. Right. And that's another thing I, I like about Journey Woman's, you know, the blogs and the writings are all the travel tips that are included on there. And, you know, when you go to a different country, they have different ways of doing things mm-hmm. and to be respectful for the way mm-hmm. that they do things. This is what I think makes a Journey Woman. You know, they the women who uh, subscribe to her newsletters and and whatnot, they call themselves journey women because it's, it is a, you know, I think about it as kind of you seek, you learn, you teach. And um, so not only are you going out into the world and, and, you know, following your curiosity, you're learning, but then you're teaching. And that's what the tips are about. The tips are about teaching a different way of thinking about travel. If you had to suggest a couple of travel agencies that really speak to women, single women, 50 plus that are traveling, could you give us the names of maybe one or two that you would recommend women look into? I'd be happy to just, we have about a hundred in our directory. So <laughs> I know. You're, yeah. you're, you're going to force me to just uh, give know, and uh, not necessarily the top top in any particular order. Exactly. No particular just two order. or three yes. that yeah. you feel are great for women to start. If they don't know where to start. If you are a woman and you have never traveled solo before, I think Trafalgar tours is a great place to start because the pricing is really low. I mean, you can go to Europe or wherever for under $2,000 a month in many of these, um, with many of their tours. Um, Intrepid is another one. Um, Intrepid has women's expeditions, um, that, that are adventurous that go to places like Jordan and Iran and, um, they just opened a new one for Pakistan. Um, Morocco, like go, if that's more, you want to go somewhere where, are you you are no you know you're working um you're going to meet women you're going to meet women-owned businesses that's part of their philosophy is is places where there isn't gender equality so that we can learn about that um another one is wild women expeditions which is based in canada which is the world's largest women uh, you know women's adventure company and i actually did the camino walk with them I also did backcountry horseback riding uh, with them in Banff, Alberta, which was my first time on a horse and loved it. Wow. There's other things too, just to think about is there, there, we have a lot of uh, kind of wellness retreats. Um, So these are, I just did one in Quebec city a few weeks ago, and these are like transformational experiences that women can go on. and, and, And in my case, I think, you know, we're still coming out of this, this global pandemic that we've 
there's a lot of emotion to deal with. And uh, I lost both my parents during the pandemic and I hadn't really resolved it. And so I went with a company called Advivim Journeys and did a kind of a, a weekend retreat. And, and we talked about grief and anger and how we process that. And I think, I think that's also important to consider is, is not just going and doing a, a yoga spa, you know, spa retreat, but also like, how do we heal ourselves and how do we, how do we prepare ourselves for the future and kind of shed the, um, shed the past and process this. So I think, you know, that may not be a travel retreat uh, per se, but it is it, these, these kinds of things are being held all over the world in really beautiful places that facilitate that kind of dialogue. And I, um, and so I encourage women to think about that too, because I know so many women have um, have gone through tremendous change or have been caregivers or whatever the situation might be. And I think we have to give ourselves a little self-care too um, when we think about travel. Wow, that's amazing. Just the mental health aspect that can mm-hmm. come along with that. That is, that's And it's a great really option because some women really do need to process, whether it be a death or divorce or whatever's coming there with children leaving the nests, that internal work needs to be done. So that's a great option. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, Um, my pleasure. Thank you for coming on. We're going to make sure to have all of the links to Journey Women on our um, show notes. So women can just go over to hotflashescooltopics.com and they will find the show notes and your links. And thank you for doing this because I'm so glad we discovered it. It's so informative. Oh, thank you both for having me. And and um, yeah, if, if I, I hope that your listeners will sign up for our newsletters and join a book club or a community call. Or a That's Facebook right. We didn't even get, get into the book. We didn't right? even get into that. We didn't I'm even get into the book club. We were so, we were so fascinated with oh. everything else that we forgot about all those cool things, too. <laughs> so guys, check that out. I can come wow. back and talk about that. That's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Carolyn, for sharing all this information on Journey Woman with us. It is really fascinating. It's a a great resource for women because I hear from so many women that really want to travel. They have the time now, the money to travel, and, you know, just the opportunities there that they make it uh, safe. You've got to check out their blogs because they have some incredible blogs, advice, just things, you know, just about carrying things safely, which you heard in the interview today, and using women-owned businesses, too, yes. that they really try to help women out. I, I think that's really great. So thank you so much for being on the show today. And also make sure that you check out all of our social media. We are on everything. We have a fabulous Facebook group. We're on TikTok. We are on YouTube. These videos will be on YouTube. Uh, As long as our guests agree to do it, then we are happy to put these on YouTube. So make sure you check that out. And don't forget to check out information on our event October 8th at the Graduate Hotel in Nashville, Tennessee. It is Conversations with Prime Women, and we are going to have so much fun. We have some awesome experts, celebrities, makeup, hair, fashion, just some great things there. So make sure you check that out at conversationswithprimewomen.com, or you can go to Eventbrite for tickets. Have a great day, guys. We will talk to you next week. Bye.